The boy stands alone by the door of the cabin, in the radiant warmth of the bright Arctic sun. Strewn in the mud at his feet are the heads of a half-dozen mallards, their eyes gazing skyward, their scalps slick with blood, their necks hacked clean through. He's been at it an hour now, at a small makeshift table, plucking and gutting and wielding his blade in the sharp April light. His cousins, the young ones, are heaving a ball at the hoop by the road. The backboard is battered, the rim bent and twisted. The torn netting flaps in the afternoon breeze. From within the log walls of the cabin comes music, singing, a bass line, the thumping of drums, his father's old music, hard rock. The boy's white, high-topped Reeboks, spattered with offal, keep time with the rhythm as he slices the meat. A jersey hangs loose from his thin, bony shoulders. The name on the back is a name the boy worships. Iverson, number three. The answer is what they call Iverson. And sometimes when he's sleeping, the boy imagines that he is the answer himself. The crossover dribble, the lookaway feed, the thunderous roar of an NBA crowd. They belong to the boy in the night, in his dreams. But then he awakes and he's still here in the village. His people around him, but nobody else. Not one human soul for as far as the eye can see. And the eye can see very far out here on the flats. Now, the elders would differ. There are souls everywhere, say the old men and women, and not just the souls of the people alone. In the stands of white spruce and willow that circle the village, in the silvery shoals of the Porcupine River, up the snow-quilted ridges that rise to the west, where the lynx and the fox and the wolf roam the woods. To the north, on the plains where the caribou graze by the dozens of thousands, and the killing is good when the migration begins. And down there to the south, where the pond-speckled flats are laid out like a rug to the gleaming horizon, to the ice-packed foothills of the sparkling white mountains. There are souls all around, say the elders, There are spirits, in the earth, in the air, in the blood that still runs through the veins of the people. The boy wants so much to believe them, to know that it's true. But it's hard to hear tales of the ancients on foot, with their sleds and their spears and their tents on their backs, braving sixty below in the dead of the winter, bringing down bears with their wits and their hands. It's hard for the boy to hear stories like those, Then, to look at the men of the village today. There are some who still run their trap lines the time-honored way, tracing the trails of their fathers through silent white forests with trained teams of huskies and hand-fashioned sleds. But the rest of the tribe, those who still call themselves woodsmen, saddle sleek snow machines powered by NASCAR-grade engines, fiberglass beasts that blast over the ice at the speed of a Lexus. The boy thinks of the stars and the wind that showed the way home when the elders were young. Then he looks at these men, the friends of his father, with their GPS bearings and satellite cell phones with signals that slice through the worst winter storm. And he asks himself, where are the spirits in any of this? He asks it while watching the men in the village who no longer run trap lines at all, who no longer hunt moose in the fall or net salmon come summer. 
He looks at the husbands and fathers and brothers with pints in their pockets and dope on their breath, slumped on the stoops of their worn, weathered shacks. He can feel their surrender, soaked in whiskey and weed. He can feel their confusion, one foot in the old world, the world of the elders, and one foot in the new, the world of the white man, with food wrapped in plastic and color TVs and lawyers and judges and government checks. Trapped. That's the sense the boy sees has enveloped his people. Trapped like a wolverine locked in the jaws of a number two set, sinking its teeth through its own flesh and sinew in its rage to get free. There is nothing, they say, like a trapped wolverine, thrashing the limbs off the trees that surround it, shrieking in pain and at the loss of its freedom. But there's no breaking free.